lot in flesh. Thanks again for tuning into the show this week. I really appreciate it. Getting it out a little bit later than uh, than usual, but that's because it's been a little bit of a busy week. But I'm happy to bring you guys a fresh new episode. As always, you can check me out as well on Twitter at Mike V Bauman. My personal website is MikeVBauman.com. You can look at past stories that I've written there. It's got links to all my stuff. And please go give the Facebook page a like at facebook.com forward slash Bauman's Breakdown, where I post every week with new shows and information. Thanks, you guys. I hope you guys are having a good weekend. I hope you had a great week, and I hope your upcoming week is going to go awesome. Got some changes coming in store myself, which I will keep you guys posted on the next couple of weeks. But uh, we've got some got some cool shows coming up. The one this week is one that that I wanted to get done this month because right now in the state in the states, excuse me, it's Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And right now you can, uh, as always, not even right now, but as always, if you if you're in the states and you ever have any issues uh, and, and you got some stuff going on and, and you need to just need to talk to somebody, remember you can always call the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Their hotline is eight eight hundred nine five zero NAMI N A M I eight zero zero nine five zero N A M I Monday through Friday ten a.m. to six p.m. Eastern time and go to info at NAMI but um, it's it's a subject that I that I think is uh, you know for, for me personally it's I think it's huge because there's there's been so many instances I think over the last 10 15 years 16 years really ever since Columbine I think that kind of really put put bullying on the map in a very horrible and tragic way and uh, those guys were obviously mentally ill as well um, and and this week's guest is actually Dylan Kaprowski formerly of the band stretch who you guys have heard on this show earlier this year and Dylan uh you know has been really open about some of the things that he struggled with with depression and anxiety which you guys are going to hear about on the show this week and and I apologize in advance uh we we recorded it at a coffee shop which I would have thought on a Tuesday was going to be pretty low key uh but it turns out there's a couple of ladies in there I'm I'm assuming they were co-workers or close friends and they were just having a they were just having a good old time so there's a and uh couple of times it got a little bit loud but it's the the audio on my recorder is actually pretty good it's pretty good it's pretty good so hopefully it's not too distracting there's a, there's some things i can do to kind of eliminate some of the background voice but i also don't want to mess with dylan and i's voices too much so hopefully that's not too much of an issue as you're listening to the show this week but anyway uh dylan's a good dude uh only a couple years younger than me and i had seen those guys initially perform way back in thanksgiving with tropic bombs who you guys hear on this show every week please go check them out facebook.com forward slash tropic bombs and they were really good i thought they had a great energetic live show and, and it's crazy you know because who dylan is on the stage and and who he is off the stage is you know he's really low-key friendly and then on the stage it's like this it's like this monster it's like turning into the hulk you know it's a whole different figure you know which which ryan from tropic bombs and i talk about too with, with his stage presence but but um, he reached out to me, and, and actually we, we, we saw each other at a He Is Legend show with Sleepwave and Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost. Uh, great freaking show about a month ago. And um, we talked a little bit about what he was doing with Project Punk Monk, which is not, not a 501c3 or anything like that. It's just a community for people who are struggling with depression or anxiety or panic attacks, you know, anything related to that, and you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, you can go to Project Punk Monk or Project Punk Monks, 
and uh, depending on whether or not you like to pluralize stuff. In my hometown, we pluralize everything. But uh, it's it's just a community for people who want to reach out to other people and raise suicide awareness and, and just help help save lives, genuinely help save lives. You know, Dylan, as you guys will hear, went to Warp Tour earlier this year, um, got in touch with a couple of bands there, and we're passing out shirts. And I think they went through every single shirt there, you know, that has the Project Punk Monks logo on it. And uh, it's, a, it's a cool logo, and 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 just just and it has a little note with every shirt too about suicide awareness and about you know um, you just reaching out to other people. And I th- you know as you hear in, you'll hear in this episode, I think for Dylan it was really important to have a sense of community after what he went through growing up. He got bullied very heavily. He hid it from his parents. He actually got a couple of his ribs broken, and his mom and dad didn't even know about it. There were times where he physically got beat up in front of uh, authority figures at his school and nobody did anything. And while I do think that we're making some headway on bullying and we're making a lot of headway uh, on, on that front, mental illness is still something in this country that I feel like really needs to catch up. You know, and, and I do feel like sometimes when things happen, horrible things happen, you know, the, we can miss the boat sometimes on what's really going on upstairs. And a lot of times you don't know. And you'll hear that in this episode as well. You know, Dylan was very good at hiding all of those things, as many of us are, you know. Growing up, I struggled with a couple of really bad panic attacks. And, and uh, for a minute, I didn't really like being in big crowds, you know. And uh, I, I avoided a lot of, like, dances and stuff when I was younger just because I got really panicky. I was really anxious in those situations so it was it's a classic fight or flight you know and I would just avoid it and I didn't struggle with bullying like Dylan did you know I had a couple of punk kids like everybody does growing up you know especially if you're a male there's just always going to be somebody that's bigger than you or maybe not even bigger than you they might be smaller than you one kid that made fun of me forever was tinier than me and then I finally woke up one day and I was like yeah I'm in better shape than him and I'm like twice his size why am I taking this from him but anyway um I really feel like this is an important show, you know, Dylan is a musician as well, so there's obviously still a musical tie-in, and that is something that also helped him therapeutically, you know, be able to deal with some of this stuff, but uh, I just feel like it's an important show all the way around, and I'm not somebody that likes to be preachy, you know, I'm 27 years old, man, I still have a lot of life, hopefully, knock on wood, to live, and, uh, you know, I still have a heck of a lot to learn, but... But I've had some experiences myself, and, and it was cool to talk to Dylan, and, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, so many of us kind of shame ourselves when we have issues, and we want to hide them from other people. We don't want to appear weak. It's kind of weird how we are just like giant, evolving animals, because animals are like that too. You know, when they're wounded, they'll hide and try to protect themselves, because they don't want anybody else, any other animals to know they're weak and get preyed on. And and, and as human beings, we, we kind of tend to do that too, it seems like, and you know, I think the sense of community and, and knowing that you're not alone and, and just, just accepting that we're all human. We all have issues, you know, and, and knowing your triggers, you know, like in my case, you know, getting panicky. I know that when I don't get enough rest, man, I'm, my mind just, just it moves a million miles a minute anyway. So if I don't get any sleep or I just run myself, you know, ragged and spread myself too thin, I get panicky. You know what I mean? So it's important to just take a step back, take a deep breath, relax, you know, find outlets, whether it's music or poetry or writing or drawing exercising i think is huge you know physical fitness is so good for your mental health it's not all about getting yoked and getting jacked it's a, you know it's it's about um taking care of your mind too and physical exercise can really help you with that so i i wanted to get this episode in before the end of the month not only because i have some changes coming up in my own life here soon which i will tell you guys about in the coming weeks but also because it is suicide prevention awareness month 
And this is something that really is near and dear to me. You know, we, we actually, in, in, in the community that I live in, you know, there's a lot of suburbs. And in one of the suburbs, just literally like two weeks ago, there was a, a suicide at one of the one of the schools, you know, a teenager. And it's just like, you know, no, it should never get that bad, you guys, that you take your own life. You know, there, there's so much more, you know, than, than that stupid social scene in high school and junior high that, that we all get entrapped in because that's our life Monday through Friday. You know, there's so much more to life. So... Anyway, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys a, a, a really cool conversation with a, with a cool dude. Here is Dylan Kaprowski on Bombs Breakdown. Check it out. was like what two weeks before we did the CD release party yeah it was like December January yeah and we did the, did the story and then ended up doing the doing the podcast and everything um, and then ran, running into you again at the the he is legend show and obviously you you and I have a mutual friend in, in uh, Ryan Wait. oh yeah super nice guy I love that guy bombs who you guys had in the video um, but uh, tell me a little bit about uh, about what Punk Monk is about. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the show and it's like suicide prevention and, and everything, but um, what was your involvement in sort of your foray into, into this cause, man? Oh, well, I actually have depression and anxiety, so I never had anyone to steer me in the right direction when I was growing up and figuring out what's wrong with me. I always thought I was just screwed up. and So figuring out what's wrong with me, seeing what people were saying about it and learn from influence from music and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I, I was given a second chance because I was, went down the road of drugs and party and tried to get that in my mind straight. And, and you know what? I got to make a difference. I got to start doing stuff for people that I never had the opportunity to have and the uh, luxury of having tell, people tell me, like, hey, it's going to be all right. It's just, it's just a day. You'll be fine tomorrow. So I want to give that comfort to somebody else and make it spread that message around that it's something that some people need to talk about because it's a conversation no one wants to have yeah how old were you when you when you started having like those uh like the negative stuff or or, or when you know noticed like maybe like an uncomfortability or, or something's wrong like, really young because when i was in elementary school i got bullied pretty hard because i was a chunkier kid and i got jumped every day i got beat up um no one ever did anything so I, immediately after that, I was just down in the dumps every day. I would take back ways to get to school, um, wouldn't go out to recess. If I did go to recess, I would stay by an aide the entire time or, or get in trouble, so I would stay next to an aide. It was that bad? Yeah. I, I have three broken ribs when I was in fourth grade because I got jumped and they, I tried to fight back and knocked me down and they stomped me in the side and broke three of my ribs and uh, I never told anybody, so they didn't. Um, Heal right, so like if I put pressure on the pop out of place. Jeez. Yeah. You didn't tell your parents or anything? Nope, I'd come home and bruise on me. I would figure out how to cover them up because, I mean, I I thought being a man then was face your problems by yourself and just take it on the world. Did you feel like they, they knew anything was wrong? Nope. I mean, they didn't know until a few years ago until I told them. Really? Yep. Like, no. even even with the bullying and stuff, too? Or, I mean, yeah. They, yeah, they like, didn't know any of that. The school didn't do anything? Mm-mm. No, I, I got beat up in front of an aide before, and nothing ever happened. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it, it's it's crazy that people don't want to get involved in things. 
and just it's happening right in front of them. I mean, that's that's kind of insane to me because, like, when I was a kid, I had glasses and stuff. But I mean, I, I played sports growing up, and even now, I still take pretty good care of myself. Yeah. I still try to work out a few days a week, and just it's good for my mind too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's not because I'm like trying to get yoked. Yeah. You know, I like being in shape. I'm a yeah. little vain physically, but I mean, I. I always like fitness and just mm-hmm. trying to eat right and everything but when I was a kid I had glasses and I had three eye surgeries by the time I was like Ooh. six years old yeah and uh, there was one kid who made fun of me for like on and off for like three and a half years um, and then it didn't get physical until I, I got in a fight with them when I was in sixth, mm-hmm. sixth grade you know um, but he, he was a problem the teachers knew and stuff he was in and out of detention and all that stuff all the time so it's it's kind of crazy to me to hear that like like this was going on and nobody did anything yeah you know it's crazy how the world is was it because you saw that happen because you said you were kind of chunky it was kind of yeah I was, I, was, I was just kind of a chunky boy <laughs> that's tough yeah I, I would like the kids I don't want to single them out but it was used to trailer park kids like call me fat ass and, yeah and lard ass and grab my stomach and yeah so it, it was it was rough did you have any? Uh, you have any siblings, or like older, or younger? Oh, I have a younger sister. You? Like, she she's a she was a twig. Oh, okay. Yeah, she weighed like a whole of like seventy pounds. Okay. <laughs> so it's just it's just you two then. So yeah. You didn't just, have like an older brother or anybody nope. looking out for you. No. Which which helps too. Yeah. Know, can make a difference, you know. So what about what about the uh, like the depression and the anxiety and stuff? I mean, did it did it come? You feel like it came from the bullying and being an outcast? Or? I think that's where it really started at. Because I, I, I've never been able to look back farther than that and be able to see if there's anything, unless I was just born with it and I never really, really looked into it or noticed it until then. Yeah. But yeah, I've ever since then I've been pretty much like that. So when did when did it start to change? Like, or, or did it change, uh, like in, in like junior high, high school? I mean, obviously now you're not, you know, a, a big like that anymore. I mean, did did it get better like through school? Um, after, after elementary school, it got better. Like, I started getting more friends, and people grew up a little bit. Yeah. And obviously, people moved away. So I mean, I had I had more friends. I was a little more not popular, but. And people talk to me more, and so yeah, you, you had a group at least. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, people don't really mess with somebody that have a group of friends around them at all times. Right, right. So it, it got better. How long have you you and Kyle been friends? Oh, uh, we've known each other since my sophomore year of high school. Okay. Like we just knew of each other. We would talk in the hallways every now and then. We had a few mutual friends. Yeah. But we didn't start hanging out and really talking until. I would say my sophomore year of college. That's when I started going out to Bowling Green more and meeting all our friends, and we would just end up seeing each other at the bars. Hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. And yeah. we would end up just drinking together, and every weekend it would just turn into that, and we talked more and more, and yeah, it's kind of evolved from there. How old are you now? You, I'm 24. 24. Yep. Okay. So like junior high, high school, were you? You had more friends and stuff, but like as far as like anxiety or depression, was that still an issue, it, or, or did you try to bury it? I mean, it would, I, I definitely buried it pretty far down. Um, my freshman year it was pretty bad. Like I had no clue what what it was. Like I would hear voices in my head and tell me I'm a piece of shit and all of this. And I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what this is. And I had no one around me that could tell me what was wrong with me. Right. Right. So it, it just scared the crap out of me. So, I mean, but after that, I, I started getting more involved in school, and I started doing sports. So, I mean, after that, I, I kind of buried a little farther down and got myself distracted from it. And so, it hasn't really resurfaced until 
two, three years ago until it got really bad. And what happened? Like, what, what, what do you um, think brought it out, or, or like, what was the low point? I'm not sure, like, the exact moment where it started. I think it might have, like, been breakup. When you were in college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Girl, girl I was dating, I was in Cleveland at the Institute of Art, and she was back here, and she was like, I, I can't be with you anymore. I want to be with my, my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, well, well, I was going to, I come back to see you every weekend. I pay $35 for the mega bus. Yeah. Every weekend to come see you, and so it turned into heavy drinking, and then after that, I came, I dropped it out of college, and met a new girl, and then we broke up, and then I started going on, um, kind of like the whole sex, drug, rock and roll thing, and started getting more depressed, I didn't like the way I was, so I started doing, doing um, Adderall, and soon Adderall wasn't doing the trick anymore, numbing, numbing the whole voices in the head, so I started turning to other pills, mixing pills, and, and that didn't do it anymore, so I turned to Coke, something, try to get as far as possible, and I started looking in the mirror, and I hated myself, so that's when the suicidal... Uh, um, thoughts and attempts started and trying to overdose so many times and that, that was definitely the lowest point in my life. A couple of years ago? Yeah, it was about two years ago. I'll be I'll be clean November two years, November seventh. So nobody nobody like in your inner circle knew like that it was that it was that bad. I mean, do you feel, I mean looking back, do you feel like anybody kind of had a, had a little bit of a clue? That I mean, was, that I was mean really they, they knew. Or, I, or were you just that so that good at covering it up? I I just been that good. I I mean, I hid broken ribs from my parents all my life. Yeah. So I've just been that good at hiding stuff. And I mean, everyone knew I did I did a little bit of the drugs here and there because I'm like, oh yeah, I want to party all the time. Yeah. So like, well, I guess it just goes hand in, whatever. Yeah. So, but they didn't know I was trying to overdose and all that. Is that how you were trying to kill yourself? Yeah, so I was. was ODing? Yep, I was trying, I would, I've downed, I think, two pill cocktails. Jesus. Yeah, full, full of sleeping pills and Adderall what, and What is Xanax. that like when you wake up? Like when, when you come out of that? Like out of the, just the wanting to, I mean, when you have that that idea of your head, like, all right, this is gonna end me. This this is it. All right, I'm I'm down this road and it doesn't work. Like, shit. Well, I gotta go another day with this feeling. Oh, now I'm gonna try something else now, and it just goes through your head over and over again. Like I've on River Road, there's a huge turn. I've just thought about just going straight off it in the Maumee River. And I've I've almost, I've almost done it. Like I've gotten the dirt. I'm like, nope, I can't do it. So I, I mean, it's it's this it's this constant battle in your head about should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Who who will miss me? Who won't miss me? Will this be worth it? Did you have any Did you have any role models or anybody that you like, whether it was like a counselor at school or like a friend's older brother or something or anybody mm -hmm. to help you through that or, or nope it was just it really was all me um i got out of the whole drug thing the girl i started dating after i dropped out of college we broke up and uh she found me at a party i was pilled out of my mind i, was, I couldn't function and she's like i'm gonna start taking church with me you're gonna start coming with me whether you like it or not i'm like all right all right whatever i like you so I started going with her, and I started, I don't know, started seeing what was wrong with me. And she would explain to me why everything I'm doing is terrible, and that there's this community of people that will help me, and 
I started clearing my mind, making more friends at church, and finding the path I needed to find. And it was—it's been all uphill from there. I mean, it's—it's it's been a struggle every day because I don't. I mean, depression's a battle, but it's still right. hasn't been that bad. I've had kind of control over it. There's days where I don't want to get up. And there's nights where I'll just lay in bed crying because I can't handle what's going on in my head. Have you? Have you? Do your parents know now what's going on? Yes, they—they they know what's been going on with me. Um, it was the day my mom went out to went out to dinner. And, um, I had a few margaritas, and I'm, I'm like, I broke down. I'm like, I can, I can't keep this from you. I think about killing myself. I've looked into it. I have depression and anxiety. I have all the symptoms. Everything that's wrong with me makes complete total sense of what I've been going through, and I can't keep doing this. So I want to get better. Um, I'm keep going to church. I want to get better. Just don't take this hard. Cause I'm, I'm out of the dark part. I'm trying to get better. Yeah. How long ago was that? Um, two Januarys ago. Two years ago. We were just sitting in a bar and. At that point, had you started getting better and like been going to church? And yes. At that, point? Yeah. that was about three months in. Who is who is a girl? Can we say her name? You think she'd be good with that, or um, would you rather keep that under wraps? I mean, we don't have to. We yeah, don't have to I, I don't. I don't want to. Okay. Okay. But she, but she helped you get um, on the right, right path. Yep. On the right path. Yep. I mean, it, it was a struggling relationship just because. We were different places in our life. I was a recovering addict, and she was ready to get married. Yeah. So it was it was basically bound to fail. Yeah. So I mean, but me and her are so so good friends. Yeah. We still talk every now and then. We see each other at church. Yeah. I'm still friends with the parents. What's so, what's the church? Uh, Calvary. Okay. It's on uh, Conan. It's the old um, uh, mommy indoor theater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's really helped you a lot, like as far as yeah, made tons of friends, um, people that have helped me through everything, helped me grow as a person. I mean, the, they're really the only reason I've started this whole punk monk thing. Like, just the sermons I hear every week, just somehow always lining up with what's going on in my life that week. I don't know if it's coincidence or believe in God. It's, it's the path that needs to happen. I'm there for I'm there for a reason. I'm supposed to hear what I'm supposed for a reason. What were you? Did you believe right away, like the first time you went to church? No, I was a huge atheist. I I can I, I condemn everybody. Like if you if you talk to me about like get out of my face, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. So what, like the first time you went, were you you were still really skeptical when you went? To the I was. I was. Definitely. It took me a few, a few times going, and then after like these sermons started started mashing up my life, I'm like, this is crazy, man. Yeah. Like, how, how does he know what's going on in my life right this moment? Like, I had this issue on my, on my way here, and he just basically told me what's wrong with me. Huh. There's something going on. So, I mean, it, it's, it was a good feeling seeing and hearing what's what I need to do in my life. Did any did any particular messages early on like stick out to you after a couple times going where it just kind of gave you the chills? You're like, oh my god, they're insane. Because it's funny you say because like I was just down in Nashville because I'm gonna I'm gonna move down yeah. there actually just to change the pace in my life and everything. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunity down there. I love music and that's everywhere down there. But uh, they invited me to go to uh, to church with them. Yeah. And. Uh, and I, and I was like, ah, you know, I can sleep. It's my last day here. Or I can just go with them. And I went with them. And it was a non-denominational church. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I grew up Catholic. And 
and I'll never condemn what I grew up with. Yeah. Like, it was good in a lot of ways, but I also kind of saw a lot of the negative with it, too, you know, while I was going to church. And it was just going there on Sunday, and just the, the message was really positive. It was really applicable to real life, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it really kind of hit home with me, you know, struggling with the change, and, you know, you always have those fears and those doubts that creep in, all of us, even if you're, if, if you're a well-adjusted person, we always kind of have that inner monologue, you know what I mean, and it was just getting a positive message, I kind of felt like I was on the right track, it was yeah. almost like reassurance that, alright, like, this is, like, the right move, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, was there anything, after a couple times going, that, that you remember sticking out to you, or that, that made you really turn it around? I mean, were you still, were you still using, even after you going to church? No, 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 I, um... When I got clean, I was, I, I went down to North Carolina to see my best friend, and uh, I was talking, I was talking to the girl, and I'm like, you know what, I need, I need to clean, I need to clean myself up, I'm, I'm done with everything, I'm straight my life up, and as soon as I got back from, I flushed whatever I had, and I haven't bought or thought about using again, so um, it's, it's been a good road, but um, I'm trying to think if there's any sermons that really stuck out. I can't think of any ones like right on top of my head that stuck out. Yeah. There were there were a few there were a few ones that like kinda hit home really hard. Yeah. But I can't remember the exact like words that were used. Just just but just going there kinda changed your skepticism yep. and made you like really believe that there was a more of a purpose or yes. like a greater purpose. Yep. How how critical do you think that was to have to have that person like bring you to that environment in just the sense of community, you know? Because there there's been times in my life where I've struggled with like panic attacks and I've struggled with you know, social anxiety when I was younger, which is weird because, like, now I think a lot of people that know me probably say I'm an extrovert, yeah, I'm, you know, but when I was a kid, I was pretty introverted, and even still, I'm yeah. pretty observant, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, I have, like, a, there's, like, a duality to kind yeah. of, like, you know, to me sometimes, and I've gotten a lot better over the years, like, if I feel something coming on, I can kind of bring myself out of it, I can kind of calm down, but it took a while to kind of train my brain to get to that point, but I think... I think one of the biggest issues with with mental illness in general is is people who deal with stuff they feel like they're alone. You know, yeah. they feel like they don't yep. have anybody. They feel like a weirdo. You know, like because I would I would have a panic attack and I'd be like, "What's wrong with me?" Yeah, you know what I mean. So community, I feel like that sense of community is so important. And it seems like for you, being in an environment that w- there was no judgment positive and having that community was like exactly what the doctor ordered for you yep. because you were so good at hiding everything you know and it was amazing it took me right in like so what was your life before you came to church and I, I told them they're like really okay um wow um <laughs> well I hope we can help you yeah like, I hope so too, because I mean, if I I haven't tried going, I probably wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I probably would have OD'd that next week. Man, it's crazy, man. And and I think I think we're getting to a point in society where like um, mental illness is is becoming more of a you know a, re- a respected thing in terms of you know recognition at least yeah. oh. you know and symptoms and. I think sometimes in the mainstream things, people can still miss the boat on stuff. Yeah. Somebody will shoot up a school and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like bo- th- th- there's a lot of factors that go into it. There's bullying. There's, there's all kinds of things. But I feel like sometimes people miss the boat that, that there's just, there's not always going to be a... Uh, you know, we, it seems like we always want like somebody to blame or we yeah. want some type of a root cause, but 
sometimes think like like I can't even describe it myself like there's there's I, like I remember when I had my first panic attack you know what I mean but as far as why I that happened yeah. or like why why I got as freaked out as I did I don't know you know what I mean yeah. and I think that's where research and all that stuff comes in but it's like I feel like sometimes when, when bad stuff happens too when somebody mentally ill does something horrible yeah. they kill somebody or they hurt somebody close to them or you know God forbid you know something horrible happens at school it's it's almost like you know we, we got to have that monster you know what I mean yeah. and I feel like we're getting better at trying to get to like the root cause of why those things happen but, but sometimes I feel like we still miss the boat you know what I mean oh, yeah. and it's and I think that that's something that hopefully will change you know what I mean it's like okay well you know what what drove this kid to do that was it bullying or what what was wrong with this kid or like yeah. you said just you know to me that's like amazing to even hear that you know because you're only three years younger than me so we pretty much have grown up with the yeah. same times and this, you know and to, to be getting your your butt kicked and getting bullied and have nobody say anything or do anything about it is like crazy to me you know what i mean yeah and and you look back and it's like you know at least you're well adjusted enough not to, you know, do something horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean that's that's something I, I've I've I'm glad I don't have the bone in my body, that violent bone in my body. I could never be pushed far, that far to yeah. really hurt anybody. Yeah. Unless I was defending myself, but I could never I could never just hurt people out of emotion. That's just not in my nature. Yeah. So as you have gotten better these last couple of years, and, and your parents are aware of what's going on, I mean, how how have they been as like your mom and dad going through that with you? You know what I mean, as far as understanding kind of where where you're coming from and what you've been dealing with. I mean, has it has it been? What's that road been like? Are are, are they have they been supportive? They have. Um, me and my mom will. Well, she's been trying to get me to go to a therapist, and that's a whole other monster. Yeah. I, I don't believe in therapists. Um. But we'll we'll sit down every now and then and talk, and just I'll just spill out everything I need to say, and that will be the end of it. And yeah. it, it helps me so much because I'm I mean there's just so much built up I don't have anyone just like go and talk to. But she was like, all right, what's going what's going on? Yeah. And then I'll just spill it out. She's like, you feel better? I'm like, I feel so much better. I need yeah. I needed this. What's the uh, excuse me? What's the the reason or, or, or why are you anti like maybe going to talk to, to somebody or like, um, like a psychiatrist or a psychologist or I, I, me and Ryan have talked about this um, uh, I've talked to a few people that have the same problems I do mm-hmm. and we they've said they've gone to therapists and they're basically just sit there and just analyze you and just listen they don't give any feedback to what you're saying and that's what we need is just someone just to have a conversation with not just like someone's like all right this is wrong with you this yeah. is wrong with you like we know what's wrong with us yeah we just yeah. need someone to sit down and have a conversation with us, tell us that tomorrow will be a better day for us and, and be able to give us a hug at the end of it and be our friend yeah. not not just be our doctor yeah that's that in some ways can actually make it worse right it's like well this guy we're paying this guy to help me and he's just telling me what's wrong with me when I know what's wrong with me it's just making me worse right right so I've, I don't know, I, I would rather just be able to talk to someone I can relate to or someone I know that I know won't just be like well this is what's wrong with you instead All right, of feeling I'll, like you're a lab I'll, rat or yeah I'll see you next week yeah yeah so and and also the, the whole um, 
suppression pills and stuff like that. I've I've seen some people on them. They just turn them into zombies. Like, yeah. I, I know I know it's not how every therapist is. Right. Right. And it, they're all some of them are our, our buddy buddy. Some of them are, but and some of them just push pills on them. Like all right, this will help you. It really doesn't. It just it's just like drugs and. And alcohol, it just suppresses they it. They numb, yeah. yeah. They, and, they, and they numb you. And then they end up getting addicted to it, and they'll end up in a worse road than what they already are. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wish that it would never be subscribed, but some people need it, some people don't. Right. Some people that don't need it get it, and it's just a terrible road. Yeah, yeah. So as far as where you are, where you are today, as far as like your self-worth and your happiness and everything, I mean, do you feel like you're you're in a... Like on a, on a right track right now. And oh yeah, like you're on yeah. Good, I, uh, I've figured out. Started to see like becoming my own, like who I'm supposed to be, what road I'm supposed to go down, where I'm supposed to take this punk monk thing, and seeing where I belong in the world. And it's it's helped me so much because that, that's one of the main things. It's like with depression, you don't know where you belong in the world because you're you're such an outsider because you're having these problems all the time and you're freaking out all the time and you're crying and it just makes you feel like you don't belong anywhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, having this feeling of knowing where I am is makes things so much easier and so much better. Yeah. I mean, as far as your anxiety, like, what are your, do you know your triggers? Like, I know for me, like, looking back, I think uh, I definitely developed a behavior, like a pathway of avoidance mm-hmm. for a lot of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, like, I didn't like big crowds for, yeah. for a long time. So, like, I'm just going to avoid that. But it almost made it worse because then, yeah, inevitably, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're yeah. around a lot of people. And then you're like, all right. And then you just have, you know, you <laughs> yeah. just, it's like Wiley Coyote in your head. You're like, all right, where can I run? How fast? How fast can <laughs> I get much. out of here? It's that old fight or flight, yeah. you know? So, I think, I think recognizing triggers are important to growth and facing those fears and then realizing you really don't have anything left to fear when yeah. you can go all right like what's the worst thing that can happen you know and that's what i'll say now like i'll go all right what's what's the worst thing that can happen in a situation okay what if i get sick okay you can get sick life goes on you know what i mean yeah. you get, like for me i think things turn around in my life initially when i had a tumor when i was like a senior in high school, I was 17 years old. It wasn't cancerous or anything, but it was major surgery. And I bled a lot. I lost like 20 pounds in a week because I wow. couldn't eat anything. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that like my mom was a nurse, ironically, and, and almost thankfully, like I do believe God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. You know, I don't concern myself with religion, male, female. I really genuinely do believe that there's a God. And a friend of hers at work had a younger son who had the same thing. And, you know, as much as people poo-poo Toledo, where we're from sometimes, yeah. like, we're around a lot of really good health care. And to make a long story short, I ended up going to University of Michigan, where there was a really good doctor yeah. that was able to get me through it. But, but then after that, I ended up having, like, a real low point probably, like, two years later because I, I think that that event in my life kind of made me realize how short life is. Yeah. But then I put a lot of pressure on myself to be happy all the time because I'm like, oh, life is so beautiful, life is a gift, and, and you and you and it's like you feel like if you're not in a constant state of like euphoria, that something's wrong. And, yeah, you're you wasting know. time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I crashed really hard in '08 um, and had a really bad panic attack, and that was kind of what made me go, okay, I gotta I gotta start turning this around. Yeah. I gotta, you know, and it, it was a slow process, but but recognizing some of the like the triggers for me like exhaustion trying to make everybody else happy all the time not getting enough sleep not you know like it's just crazy how much of your physical input can affect your your mental input you know what i mean so for you like do you kind of know what your triggers are and do you and do you know how to 
either combat them or, or, or suppress them, you know, to the point where you're not, like, every day, like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Um, I've, I've figured out some of my triggers. Some of them I just kind of, like, I, I can't help yeah. but them happen, and I just let, let it stay its course, and I'm like, alright, it's over with. It's an episode. It's gone. Right. Just keep going with life, Dylan. Keep going with life. Yeah. Um, like, but just like being alone, I, I hate being alone. I love being around people, and I love talking. To people. Yeah. That's just my main thing. I love talking to people, meeting new people. But I'm just sitting in my room alone. I'm like, all right. Why isn't he texting me back? Why? Yeah. <laughs> no one likes me. Oh man. Um, all right. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Oh gosh. No one likes me. Oh my god. Yeah. And it just gets in your head like you have no friends. You have no friends. No one likes being around you. No one texts you back. So they they think you're annoying. And it's just. Yeah. Goes into that like, man, I am messed up. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, as long as I, I'm not in my head, I can usually be pretty fine. You gotta occupy your mind. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. as soon as there's downtime, it's just go, 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 go. Right, right. And it drives me nuts. So it sounds like even the anxiety too, along with the depression, kind of like stems back to your childhood again. Like yeah. you know, being ostracized, being bullied, yeah. feeling alone. So like you don't like you don't. You all of being alone, you sounds like you almost wholly associate that with like negativity. Pretty much, you know. But but then again, I, I, I do so many things alone. Like I'll go to movies by myself. I go to yeah. concerts by myself. I'll just walk around by myself. Yeah. And sometimes that that alone time is so nice. Yeah. Because when you love being around people, it's like all right. I just need a breather. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just want to see everybody's faces. I'm just going to go and drive by myself with some music. It'll be nice. Well, that's good. That's progress then. Yeah, exactly. You know, that you can have moments like that by yourself. Yeah. Because you can be by yourself and not be alone. Like, yeah. I, I've realized that too. Because I'm the same thing. Like, I've gone to concerts by myself. Actually, Kill Switch Engage is one of my all-time favorite yeah. bands. And about three years ago, they came here on the Alive or Just Breathing tour. They're playing that whole album. That's my favorite Kill Switch record. Jesse Lee's was just back in the band. I, I was fortunate enough to talk to Mike D and do a story. Oh, that's I was awesome. Pumped, and he was really nice. And uh, they were playing the headliners, which is like 10 minutes from where yeah. I live. And I was like, there's no way I'm missing the show. <laughs> Two of my best friends who love that band too yeah. went to Cleveland for a Browns game they got tickets really cheap I'm like you guys are nuts man you're gonna go sit in the cold next to the lake I mean nothing against Cleveland or the yeah. Browns but I'm like you're gonna go sit next to Lake Erie in 20 degree weather and watch a game in week 10 and neither team's going to the playoffs and we can see Kill Switch Engage for yeah. 20 bucks I'm like come on so I was like there's no way I'm missing the show Yeah. so I, was, I went and it was it's one of the one of the greatest shows I've been to you know what I mean so that I feel like that's good for you that at least you can do stuff alone and not have the, the wheels turning yeah. like that you know what I mean because that's definitely a sign of progress you know for sure I mean with going to concerts by myself I went to Mayhem by myself last year because everyone decided to go to Warp Tour I'm like this year sounds really lame I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Mayhem I wanna go see Miss May I so I, I went by myself and I ended up meeting so many friends. I, I, I love talking to people. So yeah. I just, I was watching Suicide Silence and my favorite song came up and I just turned on to the random person like, hey, hold my stuff. It has my cell phone, my wallet, all my cash. And I'm like, I trust you. Really? And I just went in the pit and at the end of the concert I found him like, oh, thank you. Like, yeah. So I mean, it. And nothing was missing, nothing? No, no. So I mean, that, that's the wonders of just kind of going by yourself and just putting your trust in. I mean, it could have ended badly for me, but, <laughs> but you, I, I just have this thing about people I can tell who's bad and who's good and it's like you look like a trustworthy person yeah, I look yeah. Like, you look like I can trust you yeah so I mean it, it, it's nice to have those kind of moments where you just talk to random people because if you're just with your friends that means you just kind of seclude yourself 
and you don't really branch out. Right. You got your little clique that you're, you got yeah. your little comfort zone that you're yep. rolling in there with. Yeah. But when you're by yourself, you're forced to talk to everybody else. And I mean, I, I met some really cool people. Yeah. Yeah, I met some guy from Hawaii. I don't know why he really? flew all the way to Detroit to see <laughs> Mayhem, but he was from Hawaii. And me and him hit it off, and I bought him a beer, and we sat and talked while, while our, um, our the stage was packed with some of band we didn't want to see, and it, it was a good time. Yeah. I think I think that's cool, man, too, because I, I really feel like deep down, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like, you know, we, we isolate ourselves sometimes and we feel like there's something yeah. wrong with us, you know, and, and, and I don't know if it's just like an instinctual thing as human beings where it's like, at the end of the day, we're just these big ass animals that have just evolved yeah. to be what we're doing and build buildings and you know, go to Tim Hortons like we're at right now, and do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, monkeys and lions and stuff can't do that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, but I feel like we all have that ability to, like, connect, you know what I mean? And I feel like deep down, most of us kind of want the same things. Yeah. We all want to love and be loved. So, I really believe in that energy, you know? Like, if you give off, you, you, what you give off is what you're going to attract back, yeah. you know what I mean? Physical manifestations become mental manifesta- manifestations, um, and and that manifests itself in your life, and it is, it's all cyclical, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so for you, um, the music part of it, like when you were doing the stretch stuff, I mean, yeah. how, how much did that help for you? And be, was that therapeutic? I mean, because oh. when I saw you guys open for Tropic Bombs at the yeah. Thanksgiving show, I mean, it's like I've talked to Ryan about this too like you guys are completely different people on stage you know what I mean you're like totally in your element and it's like it's like watching controlled chaos (laughs) and like 180 pounds you know what I mean I mean how did that help you like doing that stuff with Kyle it did because I I found my passion like that's all I want to do in life I want to do this punk monk stuff and then music that's all I want to do and when I'm on stage I feel like that's where I belong that's where I can let all of my my inner thoughts out. I can just let it all go. Nothing matters except for that whole half an hour on stage, and it feels so good. It feels amazing because <laughs> it feels when I'm because you see me, I go crazy up there, and, yeah. I, and I just pour sweat, and I feel like every time I sweat, all my burdens just come out. Yeah, and it, it, I feel like the monkey off my back just falls off and goes and runs off until the next time. It, it, it's good. Now, parting out of stretch, I mean, it wasn't like a negative thing for you. I know no. initially it probably su- surprised some people because I actually saw you guys that night at the show just a couple months ago yeah. um, in the summer for uh, Tropic Bombs Midsummer Meltdown, and um, and I didn't know, you know what I mean. Uh, so, I mean, for you, what what kind of led to that decision of, of deciding, like, hey, I gotta kind of, I gotta take a different path now. Like, what what kind of led to that? Um, I mean, just this whole punk monk thing, because trying, trying to manage the band and do that and work and all this was just so much on me. And when I was on stage, I was stressed and I was having anxiety attacks all the time. And my girlfriend now will tell you, like, I was, I was a mess. Yeah. I, I drank more. I was down in the dumps all the time. I just slouched in the chair and like, I don't want to do anything. Let's, I just want to stay in. Just go around a movie. I'll stay right here. Yeah. So I, I, I needed just that breath of fresh air. Yeah. And, and it's nice. I love it. And, I mean, at some point I want to move somewhere new and start brand new and start this whole punk punk thing somewhere else so I can get it rolling here and get it rolling somewhere else and get it rolling somewhere else and kind of get this whole thing going other places. 
what what led you to finally like start punk monk i mean obviously you've, you've dealt with depression and anxiety pretty much your whole life you've gone through the ups and the downs and suicide attempts and everything in between like what was the actual impetus where you were like all right i, I have to do something and then how did that turn into punk monk wow act of god i was delivering for inside out and my gps had me take the back roads of bg and there was a uh, Wood County Suicide Coalition billboard just in the middle of nowhere. There was nothing else around. And it just said hope. And I'm like, light bulb. Yeah. And I had the initial idea of the shirts. I was going to sell them for money and then give the cut to um, the coalition so they can do more. And then I, I had, it just evolved in more and more. And I'm like, you know what? I got to take things in my, in my own hands. I want I want to start doing my own thing, do do something different, because I mean, like Warped Tour this year was sponsored by Hope for the Day, which is a mental illness and suicide awareness company, and they they sponsor with other bands and use them to get the word out. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to start benefits. I want to get people out, hand out flyers, and go talk to schools and all these other things, and just start a community with it and get as much word out as possible. Help Toledo out. And, hopefully at least save a few lives. Now, that was basically the, the motor going, and it's kind of slowed down a little bit just because I, I was not sure where I wanted to take it anymore because it kind of lost momentum. And so now I figured out that I want to take it and do a sense of taking it as a speaking. So I go to high schools and uh, talk to high school kids. That, that seems to be the main people that need to be talked to. Like that weird fourteen to eighteen. Yep. Yeah. Those are those years. I did. I look I know. back now. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just such a weird, a weird time, man. It's just and such a weird time. You you're not you don't know who you are, and when you, you have no idea who yeah, you are. Yeah. And when you have depression, it's even harder. Yeah. Because then you're even weirder. Yeah. And people see that in you, and you're like, well, this kid's not like me, so I'm gonna pick on him. Yeah. And that's the thing I hate so much. I mean, we're all the same people. We're just different like different looking but we're all the same inside yeah yeah I don't know why you gotta pick up the kid that doesn't look like you yeah you're not perfect so so I, I, that message needs to be needs to be acknowledged and let show people what depression looks like what they look out for I mean even teachers don't even know yeah like they, they, I was depressed in high school like in a certain class and I would just sit there like this and I don't know. They thought I was just sleeping. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here freaking out in my head. I think the world is sleeping a lot. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I think we. I think we. We've, we've developed a society that's moving way faster than we were ever meant to. Oh, move. for sure. And the expectation now is to to be doing 90 miles an hour at a time. Yep. You know, have your phone so you can have your email all the time, be accessible 24/7. And the teachers, I think, sometimes, um, unfortunately. They just don't have the time to really individualize the experience with certain students yeah. because they got a class of 35 kids, they got a lesson plan, they've got their job on the yeah. line, there's budget cuts. I mean, especially in the area that we live in, like, passing levies is a, is a pain in the butt because a lot of people here don't have any money. 
and I think it unfortunately puts a lot of pressure, even if you are a good teacher, I think over over time, there's a lot of them that probably get cheated by the system that they're in, and they kind of hit cruise control too. Yeah. They're like, you know yeah. what, I've got to I got to pass X amount of kids, or i got to do this lesson plan, and i just got to keep it moving. Yeah, I don't have time, for, I don't have time for side stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you come up with the name, Punk Punk? Um, my best friend who lives in, in Cleveland, we went to the art institute together, and I was telling him, like, I, I need something. I need a design for a shirt. And I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but I want to do something hopeless. Like, use the word hopeless and cross up the less. Yeah. And so we, we threw ideas back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, I want to I want to get in touch with the hardcore kids. The kids that go to the skateboard, because those are the kids that usually get pushed around the most. Yeah. So, like, that was just a bunch of punks. And he's like... Like, but this is like a like a, a monk mentality, like the whole we gotta love each other, we we gotta show compassion, help each other, help each other up, and push each other through life. And he's like, dude, you just came up with the whole thing yourself, punk monks. Like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. That has such a great ring to it. That's it. That is it. Put it on the shirt. How did you come up with the logo? Because the logo is pretty cool too. I mean, I, and I was trying to figure it out when I was looking at it too. Like, what the symbolism is? I mean, what, can, you, can you break that down a little bit? Like, um, what, what's going we, on? We we were in contact with each other, and I'm like, I, I want to develop something that kids can just easily scribble on their notebook or carve into a into a desk. And I was always a fan of like. Um, uh, a fan of my favorite band. Their yeah. their logo is two triangles. One's upside down. One's right side up. And that's it. Yeah. And then Devil Wears Prada is a triangle with three lines. Right. Right. And I'm like, it's so simple. So why don't we go simplistic and just keep the whole geometry and lines? And it was just born out of that. Like, it's just, unfortunately, I I don't know the whole symbolism behind it. I'm still trying to develop my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like what each thing could mean. Yeah. But it's it's simple, so people can remember it and write and write it down, and people can tag it. Yeah, that was the whole purpose to keep it keep it simple, so it can be spread out as fast as possible. Okay, okay. And you, you said you went to Warp Tour, like you're you're making shirts, and you yep. guys went to what was what was that like going to Warp Tour? Amazing, probably one of the best experiences of my entire life. Uh, we walked in and said, "Hope for the day was sponsored, and they're the ones that inspired me to do this." So I went and found their tent. I'm like, I am such a huge fan of you guys. I, I became a volunteer for you guys, and I've been trying to get you guys out in Toledo to put on a benefit concert with me. And things haven't been working out the right way. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, well, here's a shirt for you. And they're like, you know who would like this? Beartooth, which happens to be one of my absolute favorite bands. Yeah. And they're like, they're going to be hitting the stage in five minutes, and I'm supposed to introduce them. I'll take you backstage with me. And my, I just started fanboying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So we got to go back there and give them shirts and talk to them, and it was probably one of the coolest experiences ever. So we got to talk to them. We walked around throwing out, I think I made, we took 60 shirts with us, filled up two book bags, and we just throw them out. And someone would see us throwing them out, and they would ask about it, like, dude, that is awesome. That's one of the coolest things I've heard. Can I have one? I'll pass the measures around, and we, we left with no shirts, and I wouldn't see one laying on the ground, not one, uh, there's a little post-it with it, not one yeah. of those laying on the ground so I mean people took it seriously and took it to heart and took it home with them so I can only hope that they're spreading it around in wherever they're from yeah so I, it was an amazing experience it was really really cool and the Bear Tooth guys were really cool yeah. about it too um, we gave a shirt to uh, We Came as Romans they're from Detroit yeah yeah. and then um, they started this thing called uh, it, uh, work. there's workshops at Warped Tour now you can meet your parent musician they'll teach you stuff so I went to uh, 
Matty Mullins from uh, Memphis Mayfire. Yeah. He was doing um, how to build your band and how to manage it. So I went to that because I wanted to learn how to do that. And I gave him a shirt and he was beyond stoked. He was so happy that someone has been stepping up to. So it was a wonderful experience. Have you been able to like maintain anything with, with, with the bands? Like, Unfortunately, no. Because they're always so busy and, it, and it's hard It's hard to get a hold of them because, I mean, even like their Twitters are always, they're being tagged and stuff so they don't even really... Yeah. So it, it's hard to really connect with them. Have you tried reaching out to like their uh, their press reps? Like, I haven't. Okay. I would try that, man. Yeah. Um, just from from experience, like doing like music journalism over the years yeah. and stuff, and trying to source stuff, like go to their go to their Facebook page and see if you can touch with their press contact and be like, hey, like you know, I don't I don't expect anything from anybody, but you know, this is something that I'm I'm trying to get the ball rolling with, yeah. and you know, don't, I mean, don't be afraid to stick your neck out there like oh, yeah. that because you never know what kind of response you're gonna get. And I think for for you is like it's very obvious that you're really genuine about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've already met you. But I would try um, because so many people tweet them every day, fans yeah. and stuff. I would try reaching out to their press contact, yeah. and just saying, hey, like, uh, you know, there's there's some ideas that I have. You know, can I I'd, I'd maybe like to run it by the band or run it by whoever? Is there you know is there any help you can give me? And the worst they can say is no. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I would definitely, I would definitely try that, try that route, you know, because uh, you know, you, you'd be surprised too. I mean, especially, well, maybe, maybe not, because I mean, it sounds like we listen to a lot of the same stuff, and, you know. And I've, I've been pretty fortunate in a lot of the conversations that I've had over the years, and that's kind of how the podcast started, you know, getting to, getting to, not, not because it's like, oh, so and so's cool. Like I'll talk, you know, I, I'll, I treat you the same way I treat. You know, if I if I had a chance to talk to Corey Taylor, and some yeah. people might think it's BS, but it's true. I would literally talk to him the same way I'm talking to you right now. I don't exalt people. We're all human beings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you're a musician or an athlete or a movie star doesn't it really doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, Character exactly. means something to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but uh, you know, especially the, the metal community and the alternative music community and the punk community, it's it's very because it's so far left to center of everything that's usually put out there on the radio and top 40 it's it's very close-knit you know what yeah. i mean so i think i think if you if you try to get in touch with suppressed people you know go to their facebook pages and go to the abouts and, and most of the time you can find their their press contact yeah. and you probably be able to get you make some some headway but um but so having that positive warp tour experience and now where things are now um you know because basically it's not like if you go to your facebook page it's just basically like you're a group of people like you're not trying to be you're just trying to do it like a grassroots way right am i getting the right impression from that yeah. like you just want you want a community where people can talk about this stuff and not feel alone yeah i mean you've seen the post i i, I encourage you just even message me on the on the page i'll talk to you and just tell me your problems yeah i mean i mean i i can guarantee i have the same problems so troubleshoot each other and it, it's amazing how much a little conversation can help. Yeah, have you had have you had any responses like from people outside of the area? Like if you if you had any kids or anybody get in touch with you? I've I've there? had some friends actually come out and say some stuff. Okay. And I, I it, it came out of left field. I'm like wow, I had no clue. Yeah. And just thank just thanking me like thank you so much for what you're doing and what you post and all this and it's it's helping me. It's making me realize all these things and that that makes you it. It breaks my heart knowing that people, other people still go through it. I know people do, but people that are close to me go through it. But it also lets me know I'm reaching people and it's helping. Yeah. So it, it's it's good and bad for me. Can I ask you this? If you know, 
so many people, you know, I mean, yourself, myself, it's like, you know, when we go through stuff, uh, some of us have that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go inward, you know what I mean? We're yeah. going to go further down the rabbit hole, which is never a good thing. If you, if you had met somebody growing up, like a counselor or a coach or something, um, that you felt like you, you could trust, would you have opened up to them about it? Like looking back, would, or would you, or would you have still stayed inside that box? Because I think I think that is a big part of the the issue uh, in general, whether it's panic attacks or social anxiety or you know people who are bipolar is um, they are so good, you know, at at hiding it, and um, it's hard to crack that shell. Yeah. I mean, if if you look back, like. If you had that figure, I mean, I granted ifs, buts, and all that yeah, stuff. No. But um, do you think you would have um, opened up and said, "Hey, like, I'm, I've got some stuff going on upstairs, man. And I really like need your help." I mean, if you had somebody that you could have trusted, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, as far as kids moving forward, and you know, we both laughed when we talked about high school because we yeah. know how weird it was <laughs> yeah. for us. You know what I mean, like. I'm wondering, cracking that shell in terms of recognizing when something's wrong, you know what I mean? Because people are, there's certainly a duality to a lot of it, you know? Like, you think you would have been able to come forward if you trusted that figure and and been able to, you know, maybe maybe start going on the the right path sooner? Or do you Um, you feel like you still would have kept to yourself? I wouldn't have, because I... I mean, not until a few years ago, I didn't know how to project it. I didn't know how to tell people what was wrong with me. So, I mean, without sounding crazy. So, I'm speaking like this, he's going to think I'm insane. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I, I probably wouldn't have opened yeah. to anybody. So, do you think, or do you think that's part of where Punk Monk, you know, people like yourself who are, who are maybe doing similar things as far as suicidal yeah. outreach and stuff, do you think... That's where you guys can come in because you're more relatable because you're you're younger. You that's know? that's what I'm hoping because, like I said, I, I want to start taking this to high schools, and I I dress like a hardcore kid and some, yeah. so, sometimes a regular person. I mean, I, I, I switch it up every day, so I'm a different person. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would hope I can become relatable just because I'm close to the same age and I've come from the same stuff they have, and I've, I'm open about it. And, and only hopes that they can like, all right, well. This guy looks like someone I can trust because he knows exactly what I'm feeling, and he looks like someone I can relate to music-wise or life-wise. I mean, I'm not just a metalhead. I listen to country and yeah, all yeah. every every genre. So I mean, I'm not just one type of person. So I can only hope that they would see me as all right. This guy looks like someone I can trust. What what message would you give uh, kids who are going through stuff right now that might that might check this out? You know, I mean, what what would you tell them if they're kind of if they're kind of at that low point where they're either thinking about ending it or just having a really tough time, whether it's bullying or just not not understanding what's wrong with them? Speak up. That's all, that's all really all you can do is just speak up. Tell whether it's me or your best friend or your mom or. I mean, you just talk to your dog. Because, I mean, I mean, I've spent nights where I've talked to my dog just crying my eyes out, like, Liberty, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I can't handle myself just look at me like I'm an idiot. But it, it helps it's just to even get it out. I mean, writing it down or... But just telling somebody, like, hey, I'm, I'm in some serious trouble right now and I am not in a good place. I, they, won't, they won't judge you. 
yeah. and that's what we're all afraid of just being judged they won't if, if they are then they're pretty terrible people yeah and they really shouldn't be your friend <laughs> <laughs> well um to, to kind of to wrap this up, man. Thanks again, dude, for doing this. Oh, yeah, so, man. Thank awesome. you for the opportunity. Awesome. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, man. Um, where is, you mentioned the high schools and stuff, but where you guys are at right now, um, and, and tell people, to Facebook-wise, and I'll put up the links to where they can find you on Facebook, but where do you want to take things, like, from this point and what, what you've been able to do so far? Um, from here on, I just, like, I, I've contacted Rossford High School. There's been, there's a, there was something that happened at Perrysburg High School. And I brought that up to them, like, someone needs to talk to these kids because, I mean, obviously nothing's working. Counselors aren't working, and cyberbullying's even worse now. So someone needs to talk to them and get through to them and show them that this can't keep going on. So keep going from there, and hopefully one from one high school, they'll communicate to another high school, and it'll just spread around, and I can just keep going to high school, high school, high school, and then spread to colleges, and hopefully just keep spreading the word around and get people aware of what's going on. Was uh, was Rossford pretty receptive? I haven't actually got an email back yet. Okay. I, it okay. was about two or three days ago, I, I emailed one of my close teachers, and she was like, oh, it's an awesome idea, I'll get this to the principal and vice principal, and we'll get back to you. Okay. And I've never spoken to people before so yeah <laughs> it, it's but I mean I've been on stage so many times that I'm comfortable up there yeah but it's just kind of like projecting the words the that initial step exactly so yeah. I, I mean I told I told him it would be a little rough at first yeah just because I've never done this before but I feel like this could only be good for both parties yeah yeah so I'm I can only hope that it's each step keep moving forward what happened what happened at Perrysburg um someone committed suicide because of cyberbullying because of cyberbullying. Last week. Just last week? Just last week. Jeez. They've had two suicides in two years. And uh, I guess there's been some Instagram uh, pages put up just for bullying now. And they're trying to get into the, the bottom of it because they can't let this keep going on. So somebody's people, kids have made Instagram pages just to make fun of yeah. other yep. students. And it's, it's terrible. I don't. I, I. I still cannot figure out what what forces somebody to do that. It, it tears me up inside just to know someone has that mentality. Like I'm going to bring someone down so far that they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. You know what's crazy is uh, a couple weeks ago I was talking to Peapod from 100.7 yeah. on the local DJ here, and he talked about both being bullied when he was growing up too. Yeah. You know, and I never I never knew that about him. Um, and we have mutual friends, you know, Brian and my one of my best friends in the whole world, Dave, has known him for a long time. And uh, you know, we we were kind of talking about uh, some of the same stuff that you and I are talking about now. And and I think the crazy thing is, is for these kids now, it's like the the, the technology is becoming symbiotic oh, yeah. to everything that they do. They can't go anywhere without their phones. Mm-hmm. They're on their phones all the time, and when you have that wall of like, okay, I'm doing this from a device or I'm doing this from a computer or my tablet or whatever, there's not, there's almost that separation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of, it's gotten to the point now, I feel like where it's just so, things are just moving so quickly. It's like, you know, they, they don't, they don't understand the damage that they're doing. You know, there was a kid, I'll never forget my junior year of high school, there was a kid and I didn't really get made fun of that much in high school. Kids didn't know what to do with me because like I was an altar boy at school masses, 
Uh, I had my music buddies. I played football and basketball my freshman year, so I had a bunch of friends from the sports. So I, I had friends from, from every corner, so I didn't yeah. have one group that was like, yeah. yeah, these are my people. It was just like, so I think the kids that didn't know me well, they didn't, they didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I didn't really get made fun. There was one kid who gave me crap my, my sophomore year in one class. And then after my tumor senior year, he circled back around and apologized to me. Which every now and again, you'll get gifts like that, you yeah. know, where people kind of realize, like, oh, wow, you know what I mean? Um, but there was one kid who was, who was a year older, and I was going to homeroom one day, and it was on the first floor, and I was walking to homeroom, and this dude was going down. He was a senior at the time, you know, and they, they can get arrogant, especially yeah. at that age. <laughs> And he was just shoving a balloon in people's faces, just random people, shoving a balloon in their face. And I didn't recognize it until it got to me, obviously. Yeah. Oh, kiss my balloon, boo. And I took two steps in the other direction, like, continuing to go to class. You know, like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm never going to see that dude. But then I was like, no. You know, I just had that something clicking, yeah. just that fire. I was like, no, screw him. You know? <laughs> I turned around and I grabbed him. I said, hey, don't ever put your balloon in my face again, man. You know, and he looked at me. He said, what? And I said, no, you heard me. So don't ever put your balloon in my face again. You have a problem with me if you do. And he was like, Whoa, who is this kid? I said, who is this kid? You're going to find out who I am if you do it again. Don't do it again. And he, walked, and he started backtracking. He started walking away because I think he was surprised that I stood up to him. You know? And that, I think that that's part of, um, part of why I think kids need, you know, like you said, you play sports, you have music. You need something to do with, with that anger. You know? yeah. Like, I would have never... I mean, and I was not bullied the way some of these poor kids and kids like you were bullied. But, I mean, I would never go to school with a gun or or, or, or just start capping innocent people. Yeah. I think the people who do that, there's something severely else wrong yes. that's that's completely unrelated to the bullying. And the bullying was maybe just part of the trigger yeah. that just made them say, okay, now you're giving me a reason. You know what I mean? Yep. But... I do think you need physical activity of some sort, you know, whether it's working out or playing a sport. You need you need something to do with that. I mean, it, and it's and it's hard because it's like, how do you tell kids to stand their ground, you know, yeah. without? Because I would never advocate violence or anybody. I mean, exactly. I wasn't I wasn't violent with him. I just I said, hey man, I, I grabbed him. I said, don't do that again. Yeah, you know, just don't. And, and I think it kind of surprised them that I stood up to him. So I, I don't. It's weird. It's like. I want kids to know they got to stand up for themselves because yeah. there's going to be times, and those kids are smart, they will pick their moments when they feel like you're at your weakest, when you're yes. not around the teachers, when you're not around the authority figures, and they're going to they're gonna seek it out, and it, they're going to challenge you, you know? So I do think it's important kids stand their ground, but I want to make it clear that I, that I don't mean in that moment be violent because yes. that's not going to help. No, you know I, what I mean? It's going to make things worse. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of harder, too, with technology because, I mean... Back in the day, bullies, they had balls because, I mean, they would they, they'd come at you and beat you up physically, but, like, over the computer, they, they see no consequences because, I mean, sometimes you don't even know who they are, and you can't stand up to them because it's just over a chat, like, whatever. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's this whole different kind of, you got to somehow stand up for yourself because it's, I mean, you, don't, you can't see your bully. Yeah. Unless somehow you see them in school, but then, I mean, how do you do that? Like, hey, stop typing words to me. Right, right. It's, it's hard to do that. I think, and I think it's the classic thing, too, where you're like, well, I'm not a wimp. You know, if, yeah. I, if I go to a teacher yeah, or exactly. I go to my mom or dad and say, hey, like, look at what they're saying, you know. But, I mean, there's got to be consequences. I mean, you can't have kids 
hurting themselves or hurting other people or yeah. taking their life. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's, you know, when you're at that age, the social realm is is, is 90% of your existence. Yeah. Whether you're whether you're into it or not, yeah. you go to school five days a week. Exactly. So you're living that. You yeah. Know? And the and the words are real. So hopefully you can get into some of them schools, man. You know, because I, I, I hope I, so. I, that, that, I didn't even know that about the Perrysburg kid. I, I, I think a couple years ago at another school, kind of on the outskirts, something along those lines happened as well. I think it was, and that might have even been junior high, not high school. So, um, but to end it on a positive note, man, um, where can where can people find Punk Monk on Facebook? Um, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Project Punk Monk. Project Punk Monk. Yep. Okay. And then my. P-U-N-K-M-O-N-K? Yes. Okay. And then I, I usually post similar stuff on my Facebook, which is just my name. So Okay. So I, I kind of keep it on both sides. Okay. Keep it personal and on the uh, Pokemon page. And are those the main ones right now? Yes. The Facebooks? Yep. Okay. Um, have okay. people work on a, on a website right now, and then we're trying to put an Instagram together and a Twitter. And so we're, we're trying to get the whole shebang. That's awesome, man. Well, Dylan, thanks again for doing this, man. Yeah, thank you glad for Glad you're here. I'm glad, you know, I mean consider us buddies now you know? <laughs> not just acquaintances you know what i mean we're friends um and i and i'm, I'm glad you're here and still alive and kicking because i know that that it, it gets rough yeah it does get rough but i think i think one thing that um that peapod told me and that we kind of talked about and, and, I, and i think it's a good way to end this too is just to let kids know it's going to get better you yeah know? I mean, how, no matter how low you feel right now whether it's bullying or depression it'll get better you know what i mean and I, the thing I want to spread out around everybody else that doesn't have depression or survive everything is we are the guiding light for the people that are, are lost. And it's our job to get them to where they need to be in a happier place and state of mind that will help them survive and, and help them to be a guiding light. So we just need to get as many people better as possible. And so start, I wouldn't say an army, but just the entire movement of making things better. Dylan, I appreciate it again, man. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you. Dude. Dylan Kaprowski, really good dude. Please go check out what he is trying to put together out there because I think it's a really cool thing and it comes from the heart. Project Punk Monk, please go follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Project Punk Monks, P-U-N-K-M-O-N-K-S, Project Punk Monks, and Project isn't spelled crazy or anything. It's just P-O or P-R-O-J-E-C-T, P-R-O-J-E-C-T. Can you talk to Mike? Uh, facebook.com forward slash project punk monks and like i said you know if you're if you're stateside listen to this you know check out na na man i really can't talk sometimes nami.org nami.org i don't know if they call it nami for short but nami.org that is the national alliance of mental illness you can call their hotline monday through friday from 10 a.m to 6 p.m eastern at 800-950-NAMI and uh just just an episode i really wanted to get out there man you know i know this is a music podcast you know it's not a it's not a uh you know a preachy podcast it's not something where where i try to spot off the mouth about stuff although i do ramble a lot but but this was an episode that that's really important to me man you know because i i've known people who have struggled whether it was depression anxiety panic attacks, um, just, you know, OCD, I mean, all kinds of stuff. There's, you know, and, and I think 
our first reaction as, as human beings, like I touched on in the open, when things like that happen is you want to hide it from other people. And that's one of the worst things you can do, you guys, because then it makes you feel worse about yourself. And, and I think it's important to have people to talk to. And it's hard when you're a kid because, you know, I remember being in high school and being a teenager. And, and I felt like the world that I was in was so far removed from what my parents were living. And you are kind of narcissistic. You're very narcissistic when you're a teenager. Everything is about your world. And it's about the, the walls of that school and whatever you've got going on outside that school. Because school kind of is your life. You go to school Monday through Friday, 8 to 3 or whatever your school hours are. And you're around all those kids, whether you want to be or not. And it affects you whether you admit it or not. And so I think sometimes it is hard to talk to adults. Sometimes it's hard to talk to your parents about things you're going through. And I think our biggest fear is misunderstanding or that we're going to be judged. So that's what's really cool about Project Punk Monk because it's not a judgmental zone at all. It literally is just a community where you can go, talk to people, get help, and excuse me, be positive. You know, and, and Dylan is coming from a completely positive place with this stuff and I'm happy he's still around man you know and I told Dylan at the end we're friends man like you know after talking to him and everything not that we weren't friends before but just you know you get to know a human being on a personal level and you you appreciate the experience man because like I said we all go through stuff you know there is a time where like I said about probably about seven years ago I had a really bad panic attack when I was on vacation with some friends and I didn't know what was going on you know what I mean I just, but it was the fight or flight, and I just wanted to run from like everything. You know, I was probably 20 years old when that happened. And looking back on it now, I just realized like I was just really stressed out. You know, and I know some people might go, oh, what, what can a 20 year old kid with the, the whole world ahead of him be stressed out about? And the truth is, having had a tumor when I was a senior in high school, it was a very life changing experience for me. And I think it was a wake up call for me to how short life can be and how things can change literally from one day to the next. I mean, I went from senior year of high school, a couple months left to like get out of there. Couldn't wait to get out of high school. Had a great education, but just was ready to get out of that bubble and go to college and meet new people. And that night in January, my nose started bleeding and it changed my life, you know, changed my life. Found out I had a tumor and yeah, you know, it, it changed everything. But I think I put a lot of pressure on myself after that happened to really be happy. You know what I mean? And when I was having a bad day, I'd be like, dude, what's wrong with you? You're so lucky to be alive, man. You got to pick it up. Come on. Quit being a win. Why you did it? You know, I've always been my hardest critic. And I would say stuff to like that to myself in my head, like, dude, you know, it's life. Be happy. And I, and I think I put so much pressure on myself to be happy all the time. And I put so much pressure on myself to, to try to be everything to, to even other people close to me that I just – you can't do that. You know, if you try to make everybody else happy and you don't take care of yourself, you know, and you're hard on yourself and, you're, and you just, you're, you're just driving yourself all the time in terms of just banging your head against the wall, eventually you're going to crack, man, you know. And, and I cracked, you know. I, I had a, a really bad episode and, uh, and, you know, and things got better after that, you know, because that kind of – you know, you hit rock bottom and then you kind of go, okay – you know, um, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. I'm still living. Now I just got to refocus my energy on more positive stuff. Just like Dylan, you know, he went through the whole drug abuse thing. And there were times where he probably should have or could have OD'd. He was trying to. And by the grace of God and, and whatever plan, you know, whether you believe in God or you believe in a higher power or whatever it has for you. And I believe that all of us were put here to do something um, he's still here, and I think that's cool. So, Dylan, I'm happy you're still here, man. I genuinely mean that. And like I told you, anything I can do to help, just let me know because this is something that's important to me. 
just uh, knowing people who have struggled. I've had a couple of close friends who shall remain, remain nameless who have really struggled with, you know, one in particular with, with uh, you know, drug abuse. And uh, I'm glad that he's still alive. He's been sober now for, for over a year. Um, but I think the overlaying message that I don't want to get lost in my rambling is it does get better, you guys. You know, like I talked about with Peapod, like I talked about with Dylan, no matter how awful something seems, you got to believe it because it's true. There, there, there is something better on the other side, you know, and I really believe in positive energy, the power of positive thinking, the law of attraction. And sometimes it is really hard. You know, some of us aren't dealt as nice of a hand as other people in this world. You know, I got really lucky. I have an amazing family. I've, you know, my parents got divorced when I was young, but I have two wonderful step parents who mean the world to me that I love very, very much. And it all worked out, you know, and, 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 and I was able to go to school. I was able to go to college, you know, and go to a decent high school. And, and, and I do have a really good core group of friends that I've had for a really long time. You know, my best friend I've known since I was 12 years old and one of my other best friends I've known since I was 10. And then my other two best friends, three best friends that I've had, I've all known them since, you know, a couple of them since 13, 14, the other one since I was like 10, 11 as well. So, you know, I keep a pretty small circle, you know, uh, of people that I know would go to war for me and I would go to war for them. And if anything awful happened, I would be there for them and they'd be there for me. And that's just how I like to keep it, you know, but we all struggle. So the, the big message I would say is just know that it gets better. Hang in there because it will get better. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist, you know, but I'm a dude who's been through some stuff. You know, I had a, I had a tumor when I was 17 years old. Thank God it wasn't cancerous. Which, by the way, I want everybody, you know, please pray or send up positive vibes if you don't believe in God. For Mike Jamison, the former producer of this podcast, who's done a lot for me over the years. He's got a, a mass near his lung that's the size of a softball and some other spots in his body that they're trying to figure out what they are. And he's in the hospital right now So from Toledo Sports Network. So, Mikey, we're praying for you, man. But, uh, you know... Everybody goes through stuff. We all have highs. We all have lows in life. That's the way. That's the way it goes. It's peaks and valleys, you know. And the and the most important thing to do when 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 you're at the low points is to remember the people around you that love you, and remember all the positive things you have going on and how strong you are, you know. Because we are all stronger than we think. So hang in there, hang in there. It'll get better. You're stronger than you think. Remember once again, go follow Project Punk Monk on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Project Punk Monks. P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-U-N-K-M-O-N-K-S. I'm not doing that to belittle you. i just spelling it so you know how to spell it. And as always, once again, if you're in the States, man, go to NAMI.org. That's the National Alliance of Mental Illness. You can call them at any time at 800-950-NAMI. And, you know, stick up for people, you know, if you if you know kids in school who are getting teased, some of you teenagers who might listen to this, you know, stick up for people, you know what I mean? Don't don't turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to that, man. Everybody needs a helping hand. We all need a friend, and uh, we all need community. So be strong and hang in there. And on that note, I'll say keep the faith and be kind to one another. This week's song is going to come to you from my good friends in Tropic Bombs. I thought it was very fitting for this episode in particular based on the discussions that were held between uh, or the discussion that was held between uh, Dylan and myself it's a very positive song a very uplifting song it can it can have a thousand different meanings to any one of you who listen to it but i thought especially for the month that we're in being that it is a suicide prevention awareness month and everything that i talked about uh, 
was fortunate enough to talk about with Dylan on this episode. I thought this was a really cool song to use for the show. So thanks to Ryan from Tropic Bombs for giving me the green light. Here is Light the Way from Tropic Bombs. Peace.
Then I will be